Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. I'm Manu Feit, he's Stefan Bienkowski. We're nearing the end of the week, Stefan. Almost there, uh, almost back to the match day. Um, I think both of us are pretty exhausted <laughs> with everything that's been going on this week. But exhaustion aside, how is it going? Yeah, can't complain, to be honest with you. I feel okay. Uh, it's not like four or five in the morning for me as it is for you probably mm -hmm. right now um i've had a good day sun's out i can't really complain um it's been a good week um we got to speak to you know a pretty cool bundesliga player um mm -hmm. you you wrote up the newsletter on it yesterday joe scally at gladback which i could only encourage uh, people who haven't subscribed to go subscribe because it's a really good interview i uh, gave some interesting answers but Yeah, it was good, and I'm looking forward to another weekend of, of football. Yeah, I actually also ended up speaking to uh, Danny Da Costa from Mainz. Um, mm. So a little preview of what's coming next week, Stefan. Um, some interesting quotes by him as well um, on Bo Svensson, the Mainz project, and um, you know um, some some things that he's you know himself seen in his career and also his national team past and future maybe um that mm. that was really interesting so yeah that's next next week's newsletter already sorted um back-to-back -back calls uh, yesterday uh, first with scully and then danita costa so that was good um it's really interesting or really nice that the dfl uh, makes these players available right and that we're um both for transfermarkt but also for game pressing are able to speak to these players and, and get some insight that you would usually not get um, from maybe other leagues around the world, which I think is really nice. So, yeah, keep your eyes open for that. Um, no, absolutely. Any, I, I think, yeah. I mean, just to briefly say, I mean, we're kind of talking shop here, but the reason we set up the Substack was is we wanted to have a German a publication that covered German football and could kind of hoover up these kind of interviews, which... You know, with all the respect, some of the Bundesliga players that get put up just don't really make it through to the US or UK press mm -hmm. um, because they don't have that international appeal. But obviously, there are Bundesliga fans, US, you know, UK, India, China, wherever you may be. We know you guys are all over the place. We see analytics. Uh, so we know you guys appreciate when we get a chance to speak to these guys. So that's exactly why we set up the Substack. Um, yeah. And yeah, so... Go check it out, and if you can, help support us. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, speaking of support, uh, we have to make some room for our sponsor. Um, so we'll be back in a second. This episode of the Gegenpressing Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, 
as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEF, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEF, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is B-L-E-A-V for 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, where the game starts. Yeah, that is our sponsor. I also need to mention this podcast, the preview show, is as always brought to you in association with Get German Football News. Getting that in early, they are very kind to always uh, put up with us and put it up on their side um, and our prediction um, every week that are usually horrendously wrong. Um, but, you know, that's the nature of the Bundesliga. Um, you know, basically just don't listen to us if you're a, bet a betting man. I don't bet on sports or soccer, rather. I think uh, inside knowledge is something that uh, <laughs> should make it prohibitive. But having said all that, um, it's a little bit of an odd match day, Stefan. And I feel like we kind of laid this trap to ourselves by complaining about the Friday fixtures and um, basically saying how crap they are. Now, um, <laughs> the Bundesliga has thrown us a huge, huge curveball by essentially adding a Friday fixture this week. Um, and that's Leverkusen against Köln, the, the Rhein Derby. Now, people will be wondering why that is. It's quite simple. Leverkusen are playing in the... Um, Europa League still um, next Thursday so the the club asked to give extra time um, you know to get ready for this Europa League fixture and um, the Bundesliga complied um, I think this is a good thing I think you know at the end of the day the, the league benefits hugely from a one of their clubs winning an international title um, we've seen the impact that it had with Eintracht Frankfurt winning it last year right Um so I think I get it. Um, Köln, though, Stefan, were really not pleased about this at all. Um, and the fans weren't pleased about this, which I don't understand. I mean, Köln to Leverkusen is a 20-minute S-Bahn ride. It's not it's like, like you have to make changes to your plans. <laughs> it, 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 it's not even an away day. Like, I mean, I know they're technically different places, but we're talking about crossing a river here. It's like going from one side of... It's not even like going from one side of London to the other. It's like going from one part of south london to the other part of south london that's how small we're talking here so yeah. i do understand that obviously uh, there's been a lot of demonstrations about monday night football even friday night football and i can understand fans frustration if they have to go from like berlin to stuttgart or something but yeah come on guys i mean as long as it's after after work and people can still get along then um yeah i've done i've done the train from leverkusen to clone many times and it's painless <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the train is on time having said all that there's so many trains that if a train isn't on time it doesn't really matter um <laughs> i've done it many many times too i also think that um you know the other interesting aspect about this is that it is a derby um i think no one is going to deny that except for all the Köln fans until they win it um yeah. You know, this is one of those games where Köln's biggest rival, the Rhein Derby for many years, has always been Köln against Gladbach until Leverkusen showed up and became a big club, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Leverkusen has 
build out their niche as actually probably being the biggest club from the Rhine. Uh, Köln and Gladbach fans are not going to like to hear that, but they are the ones that are closest to winning trophies every single year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of an interesting a storyline in that, that Leverkusen um, are the most successful of the three clubs, not the biggest, but the most successful. And I think Gladbach and Köln fans don't think it's a derby unless they actually beat Leverkusen and then it's a derby. Um, and there has been a hot debate about this on Twitter between Köln, or not just Twitter, but also Instagram and all the other social media, right? Between Köln and Leverkusen fans. And then they asked Stefan Baumgart about this, the Köln head coach. And he said, and I'm going to say this in German, so we're not going to get X-rated, ist mir scheißegal. <laughs> Um, this game, of course, is not scheißegal. Um, this is actually quite an important fixture, I think, for both sides. And Leverkusen are getting ready for, for the big fixture against Ro- Roma. We spent a lot of time talking about this game now, so I want to finally get in my prediction. I This is my game of the week, and I actually went for a uh, 2-0 win here for Leverkusen, Stefan. Yeah, despite all the huffing and puffing from Clone, I don't really think they're going to put up... I think they will put up some fight, but I still think Leverkusen are going to nick this one as well. So I've gone for a 2-1-1 to Leverkusen, and I think that will probably lead to Clone fans complaining about the kickoff time and complaining that it's not a derby mm. uh, because they lost. So yeah, um, anything can happen. I, I think it will be quite tight. Uh, but yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win for Leverkusen. Yeah, there you have it. Um, that has been the, the big game right off the bat. The other Friday fixture, yes, there's two, is Mainz against Schalke. And you know what, Stefan? I'm going to go let you go here with your prediction first, but this is actually quite a really big game as well. Yeah, it's huge. You know, we talk about this every week, but Schalke are now in this position where they have to basically pick up points just about every week uh, to try and get, um, obviously, some much-needed points, We've talked about mm-hmm. it at least on one of the shows this week that you know Schalke's running um, between now and the season is really, really quite tough. Uh, but I think, um, and, and having said that, I think actually this Mainz game might be one of their more achievable results for them. Um, obviously, Mainz are near, much further up the table than them. Uh, they're kind of knocking on the door of European football. Mm. Quite a surprising defeat to Wolfsburg last week, I must admit. They weren't exactly terrible, but Wolfsburg were just so clinical. Um, And I do kind of think Schalke should go into this game with some confidence, just from the simple fact that they've managed to pick up some decent results recently. Obviously, they picked up a really impressive turnaround win against Werder Bremen last weekend. But also, Mainz at home haven't been exactly the same sort of, you know... um, overachieving team that we've seen this season um, you know in terms of their away form they're certainly quite impressive but at home uh, they've actually only picked up six wins from 15 um, so I'm not going to go ahead and say Schalke are going to win this game because while Mainz haven't actually picked up a lot of victories they've also only lost three of their home games so they are still very hard to beat at home maybe dropping silly yeah. points here and there uh, but I've got, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw here uh, so Schalke mm. do take away a point from this game um, but I think it's going to be very difficult for them. Yeah, I've gone for a 2-2 draw here. Um, also, oh. no splitting points. Um, and it's kind of interesting. I find this game is going to be interesting for, for Mainz, right? Because they're playing this parallel as uh, Leverkusen are playing. Um, and they have three points behind Leverkusen. Now, keep in mind, um, 
Leipzig are in the DFB Pokal finals. So seventh spot might be enough for European football next year, right? Mm. Um, depending on what Frankfurt does. I mean, Frankfurt likes winning finals. So uh, listen back to the, the the show that we did yesterday on the DFB Pokal. Anyways, this is this is actually a big fixture with some really big implications on, on the league table. And um, it, it makes it tough because we have two big games now on Friday rather than just one. Um, after spending weeks making fun of Friday fixtures. Um, but that's, I guess, what we get. Um, Saturday. Let's get into the Saturday games. And it starts off with a really big game as well. Uh, Freiburg against Leipzig. Um, Leipzig have absolutely destroyed Freiburg in the DFP-Pokal here, Stefan. Um, it never really seemed close, even after Guardiola was sent off. Um, Leipzig just seemed to have found a different gear. And I went for a 3-0 Leipzig win. I think they're going to win this game and leapfrog Freiburg into fourth place. Yeah, you know, it was so tempting for me to suggest that Leipzig would just kind of go on and, and win this game. Um, but there's just this kind of niggling thing at the back of my head that says it's going to be a lot harder than that. Um for a start, I think Freiburg will ha- offer some sort of reaction to what was a real kind of rabbit caught in the headlights performance in midweek. Uh, we, as you said, we talked about it in our bonus show. Um, so if you kind of want any kind of reaction analysis to those two semifinals, do check that out. Um, but it just felt like such an off day for Freiburg. I thought Christian Strike was actually quite right when he said after the game, he's like, look, this wasn't a case of tactics or player selection. It was basically just down to my players not showing up and making an effort. Um, so I think we'll probably get something different in this game. And I think it's also important to bear in mind that, you know, while Leipzig seemed to be this very good kind of knockout team, and we again, we talked about it on the main show, mm. you know, four yeah. final and five seasons, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they are still extremely inconsistent in the league, especially away from home. Now, they're actually eighth in the Bundesliga uh, when it comes to picking up uh, uh victories or points in general on the road so I think this game's going to be a lot tighter than that Pokal clash was and I've actually gone for a 1-1 draw hmm interesting I will see um that next one Hoffenheim against Frankfurt I switched my results back and forward about three or four times and I have a result down here but I'm gonna let you go first (laughs) um which one was this sorry Hoffenheim against Frankfurt. Yeah, sorry, misheard you there. Um, again, I think we might see some almost like a mini upset here. Felt to me like watching that Frankfurt game against Stuttgart midweek that they really put everything into it. I mean, maybe it was a mm-hmm. case of them just finally clicking into gear and we might see a really impressive Frankfurt performance this game. But I'm more inclined to suggest that maybe Hoffenheim might actually turn pick up a result from this game. Um, they've they've they kind of had a decent kind of return to form uh, recently, um, which has kind of dropped off. Now they lost to Cologne and then they lost to Leipzig recently. So, you know, Hoffenheim will be desperate to pick up points so they don't find themselves getting dragged into that relegation race. And I mean, they are, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, they are in the thick of it, but they're basically a point above Stuttgart and Bochum. So they know they need to get something from this game. Uh, and... I don't know why. I've got a lot of draws this weekend and this one's the same. So I've gone for a 1-1 draw again. (laughs) Yeah, I had that down first. Um, But I've been saying for weeks that I'm waiting for Frankfurt to finally have this uh, Leistungsexplosion that we've been waiting for. Now they had it 
in the Pokal for a period. Um, Stuttgart did make it close in the end, but I, I'm still waiting for it. I'm waiting for this finally very good performance, and I think it might actually come this week. Um, well, I, I this is my prediction anyways. I went for a 2-0 Frankfurt win. Um just because, you know, at some point this team must explode. There's too much talent in this Frankfurt side to put up these results uh, that we've mm. seen in the run-in. I mean, but having said all that, I can't disagree with a draw either because are they just now focused on winning the cup final? Mm. I mean, it'd be very right. frank for it to just forget all about their Bundesliga form because they've now got to a cup final, wouldn't it? Yeah, so typical. So that's why I struggled. <laughs> I think I went... 2-1 win for Hoffenheim, 1-1 draw, 2-0 win for Frankfurt, 1-1 draw. Like, I, I went back and forward on this, and I, I, I essentially settled on a 2-0 Frankfurt win, but uh, I struggled <laughs> with this one. <laughs> um, I also struggled with this next one, Stefan, and that's Gladbach against Bochum. Um, you know, yes, we spoke to Joe Scully, and, you know, this Gladbach side just feels, and, and I kind of highlighted this in the article I wrote for the Substack this week, right? that this Gladbach side very much feels like in transition. They're in that mushy middle. The season is over for them. Bochum have still have a lot to play for. And yet I don't think that this is a result that, Bo you know, every once in a while when you play against a team from the mushy middle, you not necessarily beat them because, you know, that's just how it is in the relegation battle. So mm -hmm. I ended up going here for a 1-1 draw. Yeah, it's, I mean, again, I was tempted to kind of give Bochum some credit after kind of picking up a decent result against Dortmund last week, but I do kind of feel like that was more a case of Dortmund just kind of tripping themselves up or, you know, yeah. um, slipping on banana skins, shall we say, rather than Bochum kind of really putting on a heroic performance. Maybe that's really unfair to Bochum, and I do apologise to the fans of the club who think I'm being harsh there, but I kind of go into this game thinking that this is a match that, Bo uh, that Gladbach really should be looking to win. Um, you know, they've picked up two defeats on the bounce, but if you, if you actually look at their home form in the Bundesliga, uh, they're actually sixth. They've been quietly impressive at home. Um, it's their away form that has been really, really letting them down. Um, and, you know, they've only picked up nine points from 15 games on the road this season. But mm. it's worth bearing in mind that only three teams have a poorer result than them, and Bochum is one of them. You know, Bochum have only picked up eight points from 15 away games this season, and there's nothing that really makes me think that they'll be able to turn things around against Gladbach. So I've actually gone for a pretty routine 2-0 win for the Foles here. Hmm, interesting. What you got for this next one, Augsburg against Union? So I think Union are going to win this game. Um, hmm. So do they've, I. They've put in some decent performances recently. Um, and... I think it's just a case of, you know, Augsburg have kind of been a pretty stubborn side. Sorry. I've got some dogs barking right outside my window. I, I hear that, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking around because it's not my dog, so I don't know whose dogs it is, but uh, sorry for that. Um, but yeah, um, back to obviously we weren't happy to hear my prediction about Bochum there. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. I think I think Augsburg have been kind of typically stubborn in recent weeks. You know, they haven't mm -hmm. really been picking up wins, but they have been taking points off some decent teams. It's, you know, a draw against Wolfsburg, again against Frankfurt and Stuttgart, for example, and over the last five match days. But 
there's something about the Sunni on Berlin side that makes me think that they, sh- they should be fine. Um, you know, their waveform isn't fantastic, but I think it's still perfectly good enough. I think they're fifth in the league in their waveform. So they should have more than enough to kind of get beyond Augsburg. So I've gone for a very kind of narrow 2-1 win. Yeah, and that's what I have, um, which also on paper keeps them in title contention, Stefan. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, exactly. You do wonder where that draw last week might be uh, the one that kind of screwed them over, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Um, okay, from one Berlin club to another, Hertha at home against Stuttgart. Um, Stefan, I think this is the game that puts the nail, the final nail in the coffin. Um, I think Stuttgart are going to beat Hertha 2-0, and that will be it for Hertha Berlin. Mm, yeah, I've got the exact same result actually I've gone for a 2-0 win for Stuttgart as well and I think it's going to be really interesting to watch and see what kind of performance we get from Stuttgart here because obviously Hertha will be fighting tooth and nail to try and win this match it's a potential six well it's not potential it is, it is a six pointer in the sense that if they if they can mm. take three points here they get much closer to Stuttgart um, and kind of drag them back into the kind of pit with them um, but I mean I watched that the Pokal clash with Frankfurt and I thought Stuttgart were just so impressed for that first half they were so well drilled uh, tactically they were on the same page players were playing off one another they are counter-attacking tremendously well um, and then obviously there were some issues at half time Mavropanos Mavropanos went off injured you know the other central defender apparently went off by a stomach bug and then it all just kind of fell apart for them um, but you would assume um, that you know, they'd be able to kind of recompose themselves from this game unless that semi-final just kind of drained everything out of them. So that's why I'm waiting to kind of see whether... If Stuttgart still have enough in the tank and they can put on a performance like they did in the first half, that Pokala, then they should absolutely scoosh this game. Um, but yeah. we just kind of have to wait and see. But I've gone for a 2-0 win for Stuttgart because I think on paper and where both teams are right now, they really should be winning this game comfortably. Yeah. That gets us to the um, Saturday afternoon top spiel. I almost got this wrong here because um, the, the last two fixtures, we only have one game on Sunday because of the extra game on Friday. Um, and this is Werder Bremen at home against Bayern Munich. Um, I had this down as a potential banana skin, um, but there is problems with Niklas Füllkrug. And he's mm-hmm. not going to play for Werder, which makes me think that Bayern are going to win this um, narrowly 2-1. Um, but I think they're going to win it. I think if Niklas Füllkrug had been fit, I think this would have been one where maybe Dortmund has an opening to retake first in the league. But you never know. Werder have been Werder at home, you know, against Bayern. That is one where, you know, you can get the upset and it still might happen. But... Without Phil Cook, it's going to be very difficult. Mm. I'm just kind of tempted to... I'm looking at this league table right now and Bremen are seven points off the drop, uh, or at least seven points mm-hmm. off 16th. And you look at their upcoming fixtures, they've got Bayern, as you said, then they play Leipzig, then they play Cologne, and then they play Union Berlin. And, I mean, I haven't actually double-checked to see how bad Phil Krug's injury is, but... You do have to kind of wonder whether whether Bremen are actually capable of picking up any more points between now and the end of the season, and whether that yeah. does potentially drag them into the into the title race or the relegation race. You would think it wouldn't because there's too many teams below them, but 
as we've seen over the last kind of month or so, these teams at the bottom continue to scrape up points, especially that kind of bottom five. They just continue to just kind of keep picking up points. And as soon as one of them grabs a win and thinks they're beginning to pull away, the other ones do the same. And I wonder if Erdo Bremen could end up getting really, really close to that kind of 16th place. So, you know, I don't expect them to beat Bayern. I've actually got this down as a 2-0 win for Bayern Munich. I think it'll be kind of similar to last week's result where... You know, Bayern kind of go through the motions. They're not going to look tremendous, but they'll do enough to kind of win this game with relative com- uh, ease and comfort. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We need to kind of keep an eye on that Fulkrugit injury because if he's out um, for any longer, then and, and and Bremen don't pick up any results um, or, or pick up any points between now and the season, it could get very, very uncomfortable for them. I think they need um, a win somewhere. Mm. To, you know, if they, I'm not saying they're going to beat Bayern, but if they do beat Bayern, I think then that's the season for them done. Right? Yeah. You know, I mean, the way this season's going, you can't rule them out beating Bayern, that's for sure. So <laughs> who knows? No. That's, that's a really good, like, over-under bet. Um, you know, if you want to <laughs> put money on Werder Bremen beating Bayern, you'll probably be walking away with a nice big paycheck. And uh, it, it is not the worst bet in the world. <laughs> to make simply because of how this uh, uh, league campaign has been going you know I, I do think there is a potential one or two more slip ups from Bayern here in the run-in um, that mm-hmm. is potentially good news for Dortmund um, potentially it might not matter because Dortmund do the same thing um, but here we are Dortmund have Wolfsburg at home Dortmund are very good at home Stefan this Wolfsburg side is not terrible Um so this is going to be tight. I went for a 2-1 win here, but this is your match of the week, right? So I'm going to let mm. that let you take it away. Yeah, I mean, as listeners to the show know, there are a few things I love more than just put my feet, feet up uh, on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, you know, I've got everything out of the way, my weekend's done, and you're just kind of like soaking in the final hours of a Sunday and just kind of, mm. you know, peak relax for me uh and there's nothing better than just kind of tune into a decent Bundesliga match and I think this one will, will be exactly that you know I think even just looking at these two teams right now I think it's a great lineup you know Dortmund obviously mm-hmm. um are all over the place as we know you know they're still kind of they're obviously still in there uh, but they'll probably go into this match knowing they'll need all three points to keep up with uh, Bayern, but you then have a Wolfsburg team who have been really impressive recently. Uh, you know, um, the way that they just really dismantled that Mainz team last weekend uh, on top of a 5-1 win over Bochum, Bochum the weekend before. Um, you know, I, we've talked about this quite a lot, I mean, I, and I kind of said it, I think in, in our preview to the whole season, I kind of said this Wolfsburg team are really capable of potentially getting into the top six, top four. Um, obviously, top four was way too much for them, but they're knocking on the door of the top six. Um, and I think they have the squad capable of doing that. So there's nothing that says to me that they can't cause an upset in this game, um, except for the fact that Dortmund's away f- home form rather has been so reliable you know um they yeah. really are jack on hide side this season and at home in front of their home fans they just always seem to get over the lines so i've gone for a 3-2 win uh, 3-2 win for dortmund in this game just and that just kind of is there to denote that i think it's gonna be a really entertaining game i think it's gonna be a really mm. tight game yeah uh but i think dortmund will just about edge it 
and because of that we're going to carry the match the the, the title race into the match the, the 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 next match day um it's going to remain tight i think even if Bayern Munich stumble here um and Dortmund win and take back first place it's not going to be over uh, by any stretch of the imagination um it will remain very very interesting but yeah that's our match day is it 31 match day 31 wrap up <laughs> so we really already match day 31 yep wow can't believe that with three games left after this so yeah as always uh, this show is brought to you um, by bet online in association with get german football news check out their homepage stefan this is going to be a very entertaining match day check out the friday games um we will no longer make fun of them these ones actually are very interesting <laughs> um, we'll be back next week with the usual lineup of content um, we have to still figure out how we're going to cover Leverkusen in the Europa League but we'll probably come up with something uh, so stay tuned and yeah that's it enjoy the match day any final thoughts Stefan before we wrap this up nope nope okay <laughs> well here we go um until to see you guys next week cheers and bye bye Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.